Good morning. It is Monday, January 6th, 7.50 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was very, very busy. Just the days never seem long enough. Maybe because the days are actually, the daytime is actually shorter. I really feel it when I'm taking pictures of things because I have to take a lot of photos to cram everything in you know kind of gets a little little funky trying to take photos at night so I felt that and yeah been insanely busy I went to the flea market with Andrew at Alameda yesterday I had a very long day actually wore I need to get my cowboy boots repaired now because I walked forever in them <laughs> on unpaved ground. I don't know why I wore them, but sometimes when you're up at five and you haven't had your coffee yet, you kind of make some weird wardrobe choices, but they did, they, they did what they needed to do. Um, now they must be repaired. So yeah, I, I got a lot of stuff. Um, there, I had a feeling there was going to be a lot of merchandise because there was a rollover last month, which means they had to cancel. Um, I'm planning this kind of widow's weeds look for tomorrow. Actually, several widow's weeds gothic looks. And so I found some great finishing touches. I think one of my favorite things I got are these leather cuffs that are their wrist cuffs that are about six inches tall. They're from the 1930s. They're leather. They're embossed with a Greek key motif. And then they have these um, silver star, uh, silver studs in the shape of a star on each wrist. They're really cool. Um, I got, you gotta love that, that severe, 30s western wear which people don't really talk about too much um, because it has a kind of a kind of a BDSM look to it honestly even though these are brown um, a really good example of this kind of western wear is in the original 1939 film The Women there's a character there. Um, I think they're all going to go get a divorce. I forget. I haven't seen it in a long time. There's a character there, and she's dressed full in full-on Western wear. And it's like high-fashion Western wear. And she also has some crazy cuffs. She's the one who says, L'amour, l'amour. Um... But yeah, check check out The Women if you haven't seen it already. I'm sure most of you already have. So yeah, I, I barely just woke up, honestly. Um, I think I woke up at like 7.37 or something. Um, I had to feed Lavinia, of course. Um, but man, I've been having these really strange dreams about meeting or being in relationships with these weird guys <laughs> um, a couple nights ago I had a, I had a dream that I was at a cafe 
guess on some kind of date or something with this older Frenchman. And we were we were trying to communicate with each other metaphorically almost because we kept saying, have you heard of this, you know, insert literary reference or insert, you know, painting or something. And we would know what the other was talking about, but we didn't know the, we, neither of us could fully place the reference to the metaphor we were speaking of. It was very strange, you know, that's dream logic, but we did like each other quite a lot, which was nice. Um, I don't know if I could, even if I did like somebody, I don't know if I could be with someone I couldn't communicate with though. And then the dream I just kind of woke up from was that I started seeing this guy who was kind of unremarkable looking, but acceptable. His appearance is acceptable. Um, but he was, his outstanding quality was that he was an intellectual. And there were, for some reason, even though he seemed quite benign in other regards, people in my life were just, people that actually hadn't been in my life for a long time were coming in and dropping their opinions about him, which I did not ask for and was also strange because I didn't really know him. So someone, an old friend I had lost touch with came and said, oh, please don't date him, blah, blah, blah. And then I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure it out. And I asked him in the dream why people were were telling me this or why they had such a problem with us dating. And he's like, he said something funny. He's like, oh, it's because I'm way smarter than them. They don't like it. <laughs> now I think that's ludicrous. But <laughs> um, it's funny because, you know, in your dreams, I th- I've heard the theory that you're supposed to be everyone in the dreams. So... I will have all day to to ponder that. Thanks for even listening to that part. So, yeah, I am still very excited for the new year. I got rid of most of my old stock. And I'm just slowly restocking. I've been sewing like crazy. One of the things I found at the flea market yesterday was that the one thing I was really looking for was was an antique red millinery feather. And it's really beautiful. I finally found one on my last, it was the last thing I bought. Um, and it was normally at a booth that I would avoid, the bird lady. And she was squawking away. And I saw that feather on her table. And so I went over and I bought it from her for three bucks. But it was really funny because, and ironic, because I was like, oh, it's not weird to buy a feather from a bird lady. <laughs> I thought that was amusing. So, yeah, it's just, my life is still really consumed with work. 
and it's all good stuff and it probably won't won't stop that much I am concerned about World War 3 happening it's kind of everything feels like a distraction upon a distraction I feel really lucky and privileged to have had the kind of life that I've had up to this point, even with the hardships that I've experienced. I feel really grateful for everything in my life right now that I want to have in my life. And that is one thing that's giving me perspective no matter what happens. We all get a life, you know, we all have a life. And I just, I don't know, I've, it's very hard for me to articulate at this hour with no coffee, all the things I'm feeling, but on, on one, on one hand though, it's just wrong (laughs) and it's also not surprising. So I wish I could offer some kind of words of comfort to everyone out there, but I'm still forming the sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? The feelings are there. The words are not, are not quite there. So today I'm going to be shipping and Taylor's going to come over and help me for a bit. So it'll be nice to catch up and to work with her. I'm going to be unpacking all of the flea market goodies. I'm going to continue upholstering this sweater that I'm making that's loosely based on kind of a fencing, if you can imagine, a really foppish fencing costume. And then I'm going to do some stain removal on a lace dress. So... So it just goes on and on. It's kind of a short episode today. But I'm going to read a couple. I'm going to close this shortened episode with a couple poems from Spoon River Anthology. Last week I had started on it. I given you guys a couple tidbits and I read the first and second poems and now I'm going to read the next two. All right, one moment. Let me open up the book. It's kind of cold out still. One and two. All right, here we go. Fletcher McGee. She took my strength by minutes. She took my life by hours. She drained me like a fevered moon that saps the spinning world. The days went by like shadows. The minutes wheeled like stars. She took the pity from my heart and made it into smiles. She was a hunk of sculptor's clay. My secret thoughts were fingers. They flew behind her pensive brow and lined it deep with pain. They set the lips and sagged the cheeks and drooped the eyes with sorrow. My soul had entered in the clay. 
fighting like seven devils. It was not mine, it was not hers. She held it, but its struggles. Modeled a face she hated and a face I feared to see. I beat the windows, shook the bolts, I hid in a corner, and then she died and haunted me and hunted me for life. Well. Okay, so here's the second one. Uh, just to give you guys a little, uh, if this is your first episode tuning in or you didn't hear last week, a Spoon River Anthology was written by Edgar Lee Masters in, I believe, yep, 1915. And it is basically based on, um, the book is headed by these tombstones in each tombstone, um, under the person's name they they speak from the grave so each poem or each little tidbit is is uh, the deceased speaking from the grave okay so uh, the this one here is robert fulton tanner if a man could bite the giant hand that catches and destroys him as i was bitten by a rat while demonstrating my patent trap in my hardware store that day but a man could never avenge himself on the monstrous ogre life. You enter the room, that's being born. Then you must live, work out your soul. Aha! The the bait that you crave is in view. A woman with money you want to marry. Prestige, place, or power in the world. But there's work to do and things to conquer. Oh yes, the wires that screen the bait. At last you get in, but you hear a step. The ogre life comes into the room. He was waiting and heard the clang of the spring to watch you nibble the wondrous cheese and stare with his burning eyes at you and scowl and laugh and mock and curse you, running up and down in the trap until your misery bores him. Oy vey. (laughs) Whoa, that was pretty, that was a really dark one. It's a, it's a very whimsical though in modern um multifaceted aspect on on the dead the dying and we the living though it's interesting to write a to write something from the perspective of someone who has died reflecting on their last moments of life and being aware of of life or having a sense of life toying with them and finally letting them go, finally releasing them when life is bored with their existence. That's really heavy. That's a very heavy piece. (laughs) You know what? One thing that I, I can take away from that though, that's positive is I don't want to live like that. (laughs) I want to have a good life and you know we've all had our struggles in life but that does not mean that we've had a bad life if we've had if we've had a difficult life or if we've had circumstances to overcome or things that did not work out that doesn't mean our life is bad our life is good we have good lives we have interesting lives we have fascinating stories to tell So I have got to get going. I'm sorry for the short podcast. Some of you probably won't mind, though. 
I want to thank you guys all for listening. And I hope to bring you better content next week. Thank you again and have a great day. Bye-bye.